This episode of Taco the Town is sponsored by Spanish Gardens Taco Sauce. Take a look in your fridge. I know you have some of it in there. Spanish Gardens is Kansas City's favorite taco sauce. It has strong roots in Kansas City. When Luis Silva, a native of Guadalajara, Mexico, opened the first Spanish Gardens restaurant in the Argentine neighborhood of KCK in the 1950s, it featured family recipes such as tacos, burritos, tamales, and Mexican chili. All of those dishes were served with their signature taco sauce, and that taco sauce would quickly take Casey by storm and become a local favorite. Mr. Silva started to spend most of his time bottling the sauce and making tortillas to fill the overwhelming requests. Spanish Garden's taco sauce soon became the most craveable taco sauce on the planet. Blended with tomato sauce, peppers, onion, and garlic, their sauce will tantalize your palate and give your Mexican dishes a kick of authentic flavor. Choose between mild, hot, or extra hot. After almost 60 years and four generations later, Spanish Gardens is still bottling their family's recipe right here in Kansas City. This Memorial Day, do yourself a favor and get some Spanish Gardens taco sauce for your tacos. Available to purchase at your local grocery store. Spanish Gardens, a tradition of quality. And oh, what a delicious tradition it is. Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm a man on a mission. And that mission is to eat at all of the tasty, tacorific taco spots in this tantalizingly taco-tastic taco town of Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas. We are the only Kansas City podcast that is feeding its guests tacos and feeding its listeners taco knowledge. Yes, we are conquering the Kansas City taco verse one taco at a time. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We're going to share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some Kansas City tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Is everybody enjoying the Parade of Hearts art installations around town? I think they've just been great. I believe it's coming to an end this week, end of May here in Kansas City. Well, here's an idea for the next one, maybe next spring. How about a parade of tacos? Giant fiberglass tacos with different art designs on them scattered around town at all of the city's amazing taco spots to accentuate and bring attention to all of the top-notch taco spots Kansas City has to offer. I've been talking about a taco art installation in this town for years now. You and your family can drive around and take pictures with all of the tacos and have a parade of tacos, if you will. And when you get to the places that have the tacos, you can eat tacos at that spot 
spot, bring business to all of the taco spots while taking pictures of the beautiful art tacos. It's a fine idea if you ask me. Kansas City, let's get on it. Without further ado, let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Jalapeno Tacos KC in the Northland, not to be confused with the Jalapeno's chain of restaurants here in Kansas City in Brookside and Stanley, Kansas. This is called Jalapeno Tacos KC, located at 8140 Northwest Prairie View Road, Kansas City, Missouri in the Northland, right behind another one of my favorite taco spots in Kansas City, Inatub. So Inatub is on the road and then back in the strip mall behind in a tub is jalapeno tacos KC. Jalapeno Tacos KC is cooking up your Mexican restaurant cravings. They started out as a very popular food truck and now they have a brick and mortar location available for dine-in or takeout. You don't have time to sit down? Grab it and go. They have daily taco specials. Monday is Taco Plate Monday. Tuesday is, wait for it, Taco Tuesday, three hard shell beef tacos or three street chicken tacos for $4.99. Wednesday, they have street taco deals as well as Thursday, and they have a great fish taco deal and taco salad deal on Thursday as well. It's on the way to the airport, or maybe you're on your way home from the airport. Stop on by Jalapeno Tacos KC. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. This week, we are honored to be joined by a Kansas City legend, funk master Gerald Scott, a.k.a. Bump Funk, whose many bands, Bump and the Soul Stompers, Unnatural Funk, The Bump Band, and Bad News Band electrified crowds in Kansas City and across the country from the late 1960s to the early 1980s. Bump Funk and Lotus Pool Records just dropped a never-released album discovered in Bump's attic called Our Music that Bump and the Bump Band recorded in 1983. The original analog recordings were damaged, but the music on this album has been digitally restored. Also joining us today is Kansas City musician Robert Kelly, the good R. Kelly, bass player and singer on the Bump Band, Our Music Album, and Jeremy Scott, Bump Funk's son, who helped get the Bump Band, Our Music Album, out of the attic and into the hands of our other guest, Chris Lost, Lotus Pool Records head honcho and host of the Lost, Found, and Rewound podcast, who have just dropped a special summer episode. It's all about the infamous intruder drum sound that Phil Collins made famous in the 1980s, so check that out. Our Music is available now for purchase on lotuspool.com. Let's meet this distinguished panel of guests. All right, here we are at the palatial Lotus Pool Records estate, somewhere deep in the heart of upstate Missouri, and I've got some special guests here on Taco the Town tonight. Why doesn't everyone uh, introduce themselves? We'll go around the table here. Go ahead, Bump, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Bump Funk. I'm the uh, leader of the Bump Band, and I, I was uh, lead vocals on Don't Lie to Me and uh, Can We Party. On the yeah. Our Music can record. I, on the Our Music Bump Band album. I'm Robert Kelly. I was... Uh, 
bass player and backup singer. I did lead on a couple of the songs on, on Bump Alvin. And um, I think I wrote the one... Uh, carpet ride and i sung lead on that and i'm jeremy scott i'm a listener of the album and also a bump son and you're you're very integral in getting the album out the archives out of the basement or attic where was it it was the attic i had asked dad did he have that song uh, don't lie to me that i remember from a, you know being a kid i was i was just probably six years old when uh when that came out but um you know i asked him about it and it was it had been lost and he looked around for it and and stumbled upon it. So, yeah, I guess it was the the start of that. <laughs> and you do some uh, rapping as well. Was that why you wanted the track? No, I just I just really loved that song, and I hadn't heard it at that point in probably 40 years or whatever it was, 30 years. And it was uh, 1983 album Yeah, ni- 1983. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was just... probably recorded in 82 80, and finished it in 83. Yeah. I, I just remember it. He, he actually made a video of himself singing the song, like just his face and just like one of those face videos. I was going to ask you hilarious. if you did any videos because I kind of want to do some music videos for this album because I, I do some music video directing on the side. So if you're interested, I can. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. <laughs> and yeah. I want to see this yeah. video that you're talking about. Where I don't even know if he'll be able to find it. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, just just one of those home videos, you know, uh, VHS, camcorders yeah. that just came out. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Uh, no, I just remember that song. And so, so it was awesome that he found it. And it was actually better than I remembered it. And we're also joined by our last guest here tonight. Hi, this is Chris Lost from uh, Lotus Pool Records. Chris Lost, it's been it's good to see you. You haven't been on the show for a while. I haven't been on in a while, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Chris, how were you involved in getting the Bump Funk album, the Bump Band album out? Well, I don't know if Jeremy told the story, but he had asked his dad for a song. His dad found the album in the attic, and Jeremy texted me, I need you to listen to something. And I said, Sure, come on over. And he brought a bottle of rum. The rum that he has right here. The rum that he has here today with us. The infamous he bottle of rum. Poured us a couple of glasses and he put it on. He told me the story that, you know, I asked my dad to find this song and he came up with this album. And there's no, Jeremy made no suggestions or anything. He just wanted me to listen to it. We sat down and listened to it on the speakers in the control room in the, in the studio and about three songs into it and about a glass and a half of rum <laughs> and i turned to jeremy and i said we've got to put this out and jeremy's like yes we do <laughs> <laughs> i think that was his intent but he tried to get you know me to sort of neutral in a neutral environment but after you after we had heard the third song yeah i mean I and knew. it was new to me too like i remember the don't lie to me song but everything else was new to me right so it was kind of my first time hearing a lot of that too now bump take me back to when did you start playing music in Kansas City? Well, actually, I started playing music when I was in uh, my last year of high school. I was in a, um, well, they were doing a senior assembly. and uh, Where did you go to high school? <laughs> what was your East, high school? East High School on uh, 19th and uh, Van Brunt. And I just, you know, I, I don't know, I just, you know, had the feeling of wanting to do something, you know, just, I wanted to, because I could play a couple songs that are real easy, you know. Cause you played keyboard. Yeah, right. yeah, I played keyboard. I played, uh, you know, I got some people together, uh, some band members. That I mean, I went through the school and I started looking for uh, people that could play a bass and, and a drum, drums and stuff. And I found a couple guys and and then we sat down and practiced a couple songs and we played them in the senior assembly and 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 the school voted me a best musician in the senior class. Nice. <laughs> and I couldn't understand that because there was a whole lot of people. <laughs> 
they were like a hundred times better than me, you know. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it, you know. I was walking through the hall and people would say, Congratulations. Congratulations. I said, for what? They said, you made Best Musician. <laughs> I said, oh, man. <laughs> and so after that, you know, I, I said, well, if uh, people thought, you know, I, I had something and they better uh, voted me Best Musician, I said, maybe I'll just try to start a band. <laughs> and that's when I started. Do you remember what song you performed? Actually, I did three songs. I did uh, Knock on Wood. I did uh, Groovin' by the Young Rascals. And I did uh, House of the Rising Sun, mm. and you know, because they were like three uh, progression yeah. chords, and it was you know something real simple that you know because I couldn't play complicated <laughs> stuff at that time. <laughs> now I saw you perform. You did your album release party a couple months ago, and uh, I just want to say the outfit you wore that night <laughs> was. I mean, that was a showstopper just right there. Did you dress like that back in the day, or is that all yeah, new? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that a new costume or no, outfit, not, or is it's that not a new one? It's, it's a, one of your old ones. It's it's actually my old costume that I used to do in different shows that I did with the bands. You know. And, all right, uh, that was amazing. And I put it in the cleaners. And <laughs> 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 it's great that you still had it. You uh, yeah, kept I it. it. Yeah, I found it in a plastic trash bag. <laughs> Up in the attic. <laughs> and I took it out and had it cleaned and everything. And then I had to stretch myself into it. <laughs> now, uh, Chris and Jeremy, how would you describe that outfit? Caveman, futuristic caveman. Arch maybe? Arctic caveman because yeah. it yeah, was Arctic. white and yeah. fluffy. It was kind of like he was trying to camouflage himself in it, the tundra it, it was infamously known as the diaper and so i was actually <laughs> thinking it was going to be a diaper so i was i was just trying to envision what this was going to look like and uh it covered a little more than a diaper would so just <laughs> just a little bit more than a, a little diaper. bit more yeah. <laughs> well i was witness to the diaper i remember back when it was a diaper and he had his cape and he had the big fro and he would throw it off and he had a diaper <laughs> and so this was a step up. <laughs> I was happy to see this one. <laughs> you know, because like I said, we we played with different bands, and so I would crack on him, and he would crack on us because we we were Sly Stone style, you know. And Bump was strictly show. He was strictly show. And when I went to my hometown in Columbia, the people said, "Who is this guy from Kansas City named Bump?" <laughs> and I said, "Well." Well, he's a friend of mine. They said he came down there with a diaper on. I said, it's my guy. <laughs> it was beautiful, you know, because we knew each other, you know. Right, right. But he put on the show. You know, that was his job. He did that. Did the rest of the band wear costumes? No, the, they didn't. They might have dressed up. But like we did, we had uh, the uh, Sly Stone kind of stuff, you know, because that was the time. Right. Knickerbocker boots and all that stuff. <laughs> Bell-bottom pants and the fro wigs. We had all that, <laughs> you know, so they probably had some of the same things going on. He wasn't by himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we had some of the people uh, had some sort of costume, but it wasn't anything, you know, drastic like mine. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a guy in uh, P-Funk that wore a diaper? Yeah. Yes, that's uh -huh. where he got it from. Is that yeah. where you got it from? Yeah. yeah. What did he play? Was he the drummer or the... I don't know. Well, I just have singer, to see. They played horns because it was two or three guys. There was a whole yeah. bunch of them on the stage. Yeah. Well, they had, all had different yeah. costumes. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. That was an amazing show. And I said, I'll make one of my own, you know, this similar, you know, and people get the from a, a local group 
they'll they'll get you know high high performance uh, you know mm -hmm. uh, uh, costumes and stuff you know. <laughs> and Grandma made that right. That outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Did, what was she thinking? Like, how did you go to your mom and say, "Hey, mom, can you make this diaper for me?" Yeah, my, to perform. My mom used to sew everything. You know, she used to make our school clothes, everything. I, I had some bell bottoms that that I had to make for me. That were like uh, maybe uh, sixteen inches wide across the bottom. You know, so I'd have the only type. You know, the only kind. You know, in Kansas City. You know, but I just said her. I just said, Mom. I said, I want to. I want a, a costume, and I said, I, I want to make this a fur diaper. I said, I want to make it look like a, a diaper, you know. And I said, I want it to come down like this and this and this, you know. And she could she could sew anything, you know, that I, you know, as long as she knew what I was trying to get, then she could do it. My mom sewed me a spacesuit when I was a kid. When I was about in high school, I was like, Mom, I need a spacesuit. Mm -hmm. So she she made me a spacesuit. Moms are good about doing those costumes. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a diaper or a spacesuit. Just that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my mom didn't make it. Costume. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Take me back to when you guys were playing in the 60s and 70s in Kansas City. What were some of the venues you'd play at? And do you have any really memorable gigs that you played? Or oh, some yeah, really bad, had, some uh, good gigs and some bad yeah. gigs? I had some pretty good gigs back then because, like Bump said, there were at least eight clubs on each block. And I didn't work for five years because we could go from one club to the next. Wow. And uh, I, was, I was telling you about uh, Joe Cocker playing at the Inferno, yeah. and uh, it was jumping. It was, you know, they had four clubs right there, and then they had a place called the Party House, yeah. Town Hall Ballroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and that Hall place. Ball. Oh, the Cowtown Ballroom? No, no, town, no it was that was down on it was uh, like about 42nd, yeah. what you're talking about. We played there, too. But the one we're talking about, the guy that sung Knock on Wood uh, and guy Eddie Perel, Hal and Wolf, those guys played in the party, I mean, in the town hall ballroom. And we played behind them. Those were the, those were the good gigs, you know. But they had clubs all over. And blues, if you wanted to go blues, you'd go to Truce. If you want to funk, you'd go up there to Inferno. Where you know, was Inferno located? You remember? It was on forty second, about 42nd. 41st. 41st and Truce. There's a car lot there now. And um, the lady that owned it, she would have Battle of the Bands. And this was the funniest thing because the best bands would go up there and put on shows. And we could all play three songs. And we played, put our best foot forward. And she said, the winner is going to get a job at my club for two, three, six months, whatever, you know. We're going to be the house band. So we all went up there. We all played well. And she would come and say, well, I can't pick any of you guys because you're all so good. So this night, she had all the best bands and didn't pay nobody nothing. <laughs> and she pulled that on us three times before we found out the trick. You know? <laughs> and I also saw, saw found the, uh, the Inferno marquee sign. I saw it down in, on like... 16th and Grand, right on the corner, is a shop on. Oh, somebody like is is rehabbing it. No, it's it's a shop where they got all different types mm -hmm. of, of uh, memorabilia stuff, and it's and I saw the big Inferno signs yeah. <laughs> sitting inside the window oh. one day. I was going, oh man, because there was like a, a nightclub right right next to it, you know, and uh, I happened to see. I said, oh man, they just brought back the times everybody plays the Inferno. <laughs>
That's cool that they kept the sign. Because Inferno was one of the, one of the biggest black clubs, yeah. you know, that, that had a lot of. And the owner is still living. Miss Smith is still living. I, I worked with her son. Wow. Uh, he was my captain when I worked at the jail. And her son used to sing up there. You know, I remember Tiny was the doorman. But uh, I got a chance to tell him how his mom used to stick it to us. <laughs> and we all had a good laugh, you know. She laughs about it when we see her, you know. Because, uh, like I said, we were young. You know, and we didn't know the business, but we wanted to be there. And then we worked there, like I said, for a month or two sometimes. But whenever she wanted to do the little trick, we'd come up there. And sometimes she had four or five bands. But it was comical. It really was. Now, the uh, album, Our Music, I want to go through some of the tracks. And if you can give me some backstory on some of the songs. Jeremy and Chris, do you have a favorite track on the album? Mine's Don't Lie to Me, the, what started it all for me. but <laughs> <laughs> The first track on the album, yeah. yeah. I like Snooky's vibe. That's one of my favorites, too. The story in Don't Lie to Me, did that really happen to you, Bump? <laughs> no. Uh... Did, did, did you catch your lady dancing at the <laughs> disco lounge? No, I <laughs> what, it, what it was, I used to see, I used to see people, you know, like when you're in the club, you know, when you're a musician, you, uh, you're around a whole bunch of people that come to the clubs all the time, you know, and people would be sitting in the club fighting and stuff, you know, and you know, be saying, where were you, where were you last night? I, my friend saw you over something, you know, and I, and I took all those stories, you know, and I, I just turned it into a song, you know. I love it. Cause like at the beginning of the song, you know, I, you know, I, I, I tell people that uh, I'm not jumping on a woman, you know, uh, for lying. You know, I said, you know, these circumstances will happen if you don't get your your love life together. Yeah. You know, trust each other. Yeah. You know, those things can happen. You know, and then I go into the song. <laughs> My favorite part is uh, when uh, the lady tells you that she's going to her grandma's house. And- <laughs> And you went to the to the grandma's house, and she wasn't there. And then she explains, she went to her grandma's house, and she wasn't there. So then she went out with her friends. It's it's a great story song. Yeah, I put that in a in a scenario. You know, like I, I pretended that I had a woman that, that went to grandma's. You know, and I said, yeah, I went over to grandma's, and she said you hadn't been by. By the way, when I say this, the the song was better than I remember it because I forgot that part. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, this got some layers. <laughs> Living in the Past is the second track. It's a slow groove. It's, uh, it's an, and Robert, you sing that? Yeah, part of it. I'm, okay. I'm saying the female singing, and I'm, I'm singing uh, behind yeah. her. And then Snooky's Vibe, the instrumental, that is one that you can just put on repeat and just drive around mm-hmm. town. Right. It's one of those drive around town songs. Yeah. And it's uh, him. That, that's definitely him. He just... That's him. <laughs> and Snooky was drummer? Guitar. Or, the guitar player, okay. And vocal. And he sings the lead on uh, You and Yours on, on the album. Number four on the album is Love's Gently Flowing. That is a song you put on when you're with that special someone and you want to set the mood for a special night. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's gently flowing, love keeps growing. It's a good one. Yeah, I think uh, Hammer, that was his nickname, Hammer. And he um, he was the drummer. Yeah, yeah, he was the drummer. Yeah. And if I remember right, he he uh, basically writing the song about his wife. I think. 
Because people used to say, you know, he was really heavy duty in love with his wife. Oh, yeah. And so I think he wrote that song talking about his wife, you know, and that's how that song came about. Can we party? Which uh, that has a very live P funk in concert type feel yeah. to yeah, it. Yeah. Is that what you were going for yeah, on that yeah, one? I yeah, because I had planned on, you know, uh, is uh, that you at the beginning? Because it sounds like Jeremy, but it's you, right? Yeah, because yeah. 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 <laughs> when you did the concert. In Parkville a couple months ago, did you do the intro on that? No. Okay. No, no I think you, you I performed was doing, that. I was yeah. saying. Okay. Growing up with him, I've learned to imitate his voice, and I enjoy actually imitating <laughs> his voice. And I talk to my kids the same way he talks to me with his special voice. So, <laughs> so you probably heard me say, "Yeah, it I was sound like, wait a minute, like that sounds like Jeremy." <laughs> yeah. So that sounds like a live live show. So you do pump in some or just put in a track of some crowd yeah, reaction. Yeah, I, I, I tried to make it sound like you know, so like when we went. Out on, to on the, the road, to, yeah. on the road, yeah. you know, with the group, everybody would know what to expect on the song. You know, it made it sound. I tried to make it sound live. Yeah, that know? was a fun song. It mm-hmm. really was. Chris, how much of a task was it to clean up the audio? Because you said some of the original tapes were damaged, right? Yeah, there was a little bit of garble here and there. There was a couple dropouts. I think the end of one song kind of got pretty bad. Can't remember. You and I sat down yeah. with it mm-hmm. and kind of patched it up. Yeah. So I did the editing of it, but it wasn't it wasn't that uh, intense. And then we sent it to Chicago Mastering Service, Bob Weston's company in Chicago, and had our friend Matt, who does a lot of the Lotus Pool albums, do a little bit more cleanup, take some of the hiss away, but you, we didn't want to take too much away because it, it lost a bit of its... Uh, power when we took out too much so we um we left you know it sounds pretty much like it, it did when it came off that two track but we did do a little bit of cleanup on it do you think bump you'll ever perform again in kansas city are you gonna plan on maybe doing some live shows eventually okay yeah jeremy and i are working on an album with uh with chris and and Lotus fool records and uh when we get his album done then you know, I was kind of thinking about putting together a, a bump band and have the bump band, you know, back up reunion. The, Jeremy and I, and then and do our songs too. You know, get have people that could simulate what we did on the album. You know, this pretty close to the same kind of feeling. You know, and then do a whole like a whole show. Yeah, we should say Matt Allen, who is actually the engineer of Taco the Town, is uh, engineering the the album before Jeremy and Bump. Is that Bump and Son? Or what's I, the name of we're the still, <laughs> it's still We're working. still in, in debate, right? <laughs> Jay Scott and Bump Funk. JB. <laughs> we're, st- we're still in debate. I was going to go by Zorro, Zorro, but I... <laughs> just jokes, just jokes. <laughs> I think you should. That's good. Here on this show, we talk a lot about Kansas City, but we also talk a lot about tacos i need to know here at the top of the show what your taco feelings are bump are you a taco lover do you come from a taco eating family do you eat a lot of tacos how many tacos have you eaten this week (laughs) (laughs) sorry i know that's a lot of questions uh maybe one (laughs) just one just one so far this week. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't eat as much as I used to, you know. Okay. And uh, I probably ha- have one, you know, because I variate my uh, different foods I eat or something. Yeah, because so I don't eat the same thing every day. Jeremy, did you eat a lot of tacos growing up with Bump? Not necessarily with my dad, but I've eaten a lot of tacos in my life. And uh, I, actually, oddly enough, 
I had three earlier today. <laughs> oh, getting ready for so, the show. You couldn't wait. You know, if I had thought about it, <laughs> I would have probably not eaten the three <laughs> today so I could eat more than tonight. So I, I do like tacos. It's a... Uh, you know, at least once a week, I get my taco fill. Do you have a favorite taco place in Casey or top? My top wife's two? tacos, so she makes some really good tacos. That's probably definitely the favorite. Is she from Texas? She is from Texas. Yeah, they know they know about some tacos in Texas. Tex-Mex kind of feel. Bump, do you have a favorite taco place in Casey? I used to love. I think it's called Los Corrales. Yeah, ooh, yeah. I used to love their tacos because they had a taco that they were really that, good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't like anything I'd eaten before, you know. And and uh, the deep fried uh, y- beef yeah, and chicken yeah, with the yeah. the crinkly uh, shell, the deep fried shell, well, and the, the parmesan shell, cheese. The shell was kind of. It was kind of. Soft a little bit, you okay. know, sorta. Mm-hmm. But it was—I think it was fried, if I can remember yeah. right. Robert, do you have a favorite taco spot or? Oh, I tell me your taco journey. I love tacos. I had four the other day. She's my favorite taco cook, but okay. but my favorite restaurant is Las Carellas and La Chiquitas. But Bickelmeyer's is pretty close. Have you ever eaten there on oh, Saturday? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they're great. Bickelmeyer's <laughs> meats and uh, KCK. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, they're good on Saturdays. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's really good. We're waiting to see if they're back open. <laughs> my brother went there a couple weeks ago. He says they're back open because yeah. they were closed during the pandemic. Right. Yeah, but. They're back open, mm-hmm. so I was I was happy to see that because I was uh, sad that they were closed down there for a while. How many tacos would you say you've eaten so far this week? Well, I ate three the other day, and I had two coming up for dinner tonight. Oh, <laughs> they were leftover. You guys were all pre pre gaming for the show tonight. <laughs> well, every week here on the show, I have to check the taco news stories of the week. This is called the Taco Ticker. Just want to get your opinions on some of these stories? Let's do it. All right, this is Taco Ticker uh, story number one. Just going to read this news story, and you guys tell me your thoughts. Here's the story. Man sheds 87 pounds while exercising every day for this discontinued Taco Bell menu item, and it's not the one you're thinking of. Now, today was was the day they brought back the Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Did anyone go get that today? This was the first day it was back on the menu. Did anyone go? How did they take it off the menu? That's what I don't understand. It was was, a pandemic decision. So no one went and got one? I didn't know they were back. Yeah, they're back today, so here's the story. About one year into the pandemic, Chris Sandberg decided it was time to get serious about losing weight by turning his health journey into a TikTok challenge. In January 2021, Sandberg began exercising every day until Taco Bell brings back his favorite menu item, the grilled stuffed nacho. Did anyone ever get that? I don't think I... Grilled stuffed nacho. I don't think so. I think it was like a crunch wrap with uh, nachos in it, Mm. but I never got one. He continued the challenge for more than 480 days, shedding approximately 87 pounds in the process. Because it's TikTok, you can't lose the weight and you have to turn it into a challenge, Sandberg, who lived in the San Francisco Bay Area, told Fox News Digital. I didn't want the journey to be about a number on a scale. I wanted it to be fun and maybe the goal was something that I wanted. And for some reason, the first thing that popped into my head was the grilled stuffed nacho and I just ran with it. He posted his first video for the challenge on January 4th, 2021. At the time, he weighed about 275 pounds. Day one of exercising every day until Taco Bell brings back the grilled stuffed nacho, Sandberg said while recording the clip. Taco Bell first introduced the grilled stuffed nacho in 2013. The menu item, which is described on the website as a flour tortilla shaped like a nacho stuffed with beef, cheesy jalapeno sauce, sour cream, and crunchy red stripes was discontinued in 2015. Sandberg said he tried the grilled stuffed nacho for the first time right before it was removed from the menu. So he never 
never even really ate it, but that's what he based his whole exercise thing around. No, he had it right before they removed it. Yeah, right so before they removed it. Yeah, I got a little bit of taste for it. It was the best thing I had ever had at Taco Bell, he said, and then I had it every day for a week. That's commitment right there. Sandberg went back to his Taco Bell the following week, and he said the grilled stuffed nacho was no longer available. What makes the grilled stuffed nacho so special to Sandberg is the cheesy jalapeno sauce, which Taco Bell doesn't use for any of their other menu items. Oh, kind of like the Baja sauce they had there for a while. I want to make this clear. The cheesy jalapeno sauce is different than their creamy jalapeno sauce, Sandberg said. Although it's been about seven years since he first had this grilled stuffed nacho, Sandberg said he still thinks about it. I just haven't let it go, he said. Over the years, he's lost and gained back hundreds of pounds at different times with different methods. Sandberg said he's considered stopping his challenge only twice. Over 400 plus days, he had sustained injuries to his knee and shoulder, which meant he had to do lighter workouts and cardio. The other time he considered quitting was after the one-year mark when his local Taco Bell specially made him and his fiance a grilled stuffed nacho. <laughs> Taco Bell also gave Sandberg a jar of the cheesy jalapeno sauce that he loves so much so they just have that stuff in the back and just they're hoarding it at taco bell probably keeps for 100 years yeah i was like is this the natural ending he said when i looked through the videos i said exercising every day until taco bell brings back the grilled stuffed nacho not just makes me one so he said that when taco bell made him his own grilled stuffed nacho he asked if the company would bring it back to the menu they said anything's possible taco bell did not respond to requests for comment on this story so that's commitment right there do you think uh you is there a menu item at any fast food place that you would do like a weight loss challenge for if they took it off the menu? Is there something you love as much as he loved the grilled stuffed nacho? All these people got the Mexican pizza back on the menu for signing all those petitions a couple years ago. The McDonald's superhero sandwich, I don't know if you remember that from like one of the Batman movies, the Tim Burton Batman movies, or maybe it was even later than that. Oh, was that with the long bun? It was a long bun. It was like a McRib bun and it had multiple patties and it had a, a creamy sauce to it that was delicious. That sounds great. I never... It was really good. How long they have it? Just like a summer? Yeah, just for the movie. Actually, and then the other thing that I love that they got rid of was the McDLT, where the hot side was hot and the cool side was cool. I love that. You don't remember that? They. It was like the hamburger came in this long box and... One half was the bottom of the hamburger with the hot patty, and the other half was cold lettuce and cold sour cream and cold cheese, and then you'd combine them and eat them so you would get the hot and the cold together right wow. as you're eating it. So they wasn't raising those in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that. <laughs> Sound good. <laughs> I would say um, caribou coffee, their milk chocolate mocha, if they took that off the menu, I'd be willing to do drastic measures. Hunger strike? Yeah. I've never had that before. Oh my gosh, it's, the, it's, it's not even close, like, in the world. It's the best <laughs> ever. You know, I wouldn't do a hunger strike, but uh, I'm glad that uh, Taco Bell brought back the uh, Mexican pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I so you were a fan of that. I, I used to love their Mexican pizza. Yeah, it's back it off, today. They took it off the menu. It's yeah, back. I heard, it, I heard them say yeah. it, it is back. <laughs> What's interesting with the Mexican pizza is they went to some cost-cutting measures and switched up the... Do you remember that when they switched up the uh, the tortilla that they were using? Yeah, they oh, switched the it up. Or the tostada. Yeah, they switched it up because it became like a really nasty flavor to it. And it wasn't then, a lot thinner, too. I don't. It, they did something because the flavor was not good. And then I want to say after like a year or so, they went back to that original. The one I ate was like a, a crunchy chip. 
Kind yeah, it's of crunchy. Thing. Yeah, crunchy. And, yeah, yeah. And it's melted cheese and, yeah, yeah. and sauce on top. Well, trust me, because you taught me about it, right? Because oh. you taught about the extra sauce and all that stuff. <laughs> I know exactly how you like it, because that's how I get it. Okay. But they changed that. Yeah, they changed the tostada. Yeah. They changed that. I'm assuming cost cutting measures. They went with a different vendor or something to save some costs, and it completely changed the. Robert, do you have a favorite fast food item of all time? But it's Chinese. That's okay. They got something called pho, and uh, they introduced it to us about six months ago, and I have to have it at least once a week. <laughs> if you see it, get it. P-H-O. Do you have a favorite place in KC that serves it? Uh, well, right now, since it was costing pretty nice, they have a, a place out at the Maristar, but she learned to make it, so you can come to the house. <laughs> Get it for free. <laughs> All right. This is the cheesy gordita crime story of the week. Cheesy gordita crime. This is a crime story that took place at a fast food restaurant, but this one actually took place at a wedding. Did anyone hear this story? Florida bride and caterer were arrested after their pot lasagna allegedly sickened the wedding guests. <laughs> This happened a few weeks back. A Florida bride and her caterer were arrested for allegedly lacing the food with marijuana during a wedding last February. The bride and her caterer are both facing charges of tampering, culpable negligence, and delivery of marijuana. The chef or caterer describes herself as a holistic chef. The wedding, which was attended by around 30 to 40 guests, took place at the Springs Clubhouse in Longwood, Florida. When deputies were called to the scene, they spoke with a male guest who reportedly requested an ambulance because he was, quote-unquote, feeling weird, and he said that he felt like he had quote-unquote, drugs inside him. According to the uh, news channel, several other attendees were transported and treated at local hospitals after they experienced sickness and felt feelings of being high-slash-stoned. <laughs> Authorities collected multiple items served at the ceremony, including chocolate-covered strawberries, bread, cookies, brownies, pudding shots, and a handful of lasagna. The police report said the lasagna and a piece of bread tested positive for THC. <laughs> The bride and the caterer turned themselves into authorities Monday night after the wedding. Was there ever any um, marijuana at any of the shows you guys played? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> Sometimes you can smell it. <laughs> now, so what's the backstory to this story? Did the, so the bride was like, "I want everyone to have a good time. Let's get everyone high." And she didn't tell the guests, and she didn't. Or so she's found this caterer that could How get it. How do we know the bride? Knew? The bride probably just got the caterer, and so, so was, yeah, and the caterer's holistic medicine. So that was just a normal ingredient that she puts in her. In her things, maybe. Why did they arrest the bride and not the groom? Because they knew the groom didn't didn't arrange anything related to the wedding. There you go. There you go. That's common hey, sense. She hired him. <laughs> What's the story about the Beatles that uh, they didn't? They were like tricked into trying uh, marijuana for the first time. Was it marijuana or LSD? LSD. That was LSD. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they laced their drinks and they didn't tell them, right? I, I can't remember. But yeah, I think they got dosed. Allegedly. At some Hollywood party. They didn't party. know about it, yeah. Have you ever had any laced uh, lasagna? Anyone? <laughs> I have not. I've never had laced lasagna. I was not, not at least not that I was aware of. Right. Nor have right. I been to a wedding stoned. That he's aware of. That I'm aware of. <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember the Beatles when, I, when they first came to the United States. 
I didn't even know, you know, I never heard of him. And I was uh, just riding around on a bicycle. And I was down like about 22nd in Brooklyn area, right down in there. And, I, you know, and I followed the sound and, and went to the stadium. I didn't even know there was a baseball stadium there. I didn't because, you know, I was a ghetto kid, you know, and I'd never been out of the neighborhood that much. How old were you? I was probably about 10 or 11. Somewhere around in there. I was too. <laughs> and, and I think I was around that age. But uh, Was that 64? It was, yeah, 64, 65. 65, right in, in, in that. And and I was, you know, following. I, I kept hearing this music playing. I followed it up to the stadium. And I sat there and listened outside the stadium with my, holding on to my bicycle. And then I found out later on, you know, that... Uh, <laughs> that was the Beatles. I said, oh, man, I can't believe it. Wow. I, I right saw the Beatles. I saw them. I mean, I didn't see them, but I... I heard them, you know, didn't know wh who they were. That's Lincoln wow. High School is right there that's now. Awesome. And that stadium isn't there, there anymore, yeah. you know. I wish that stadium was still there. They should have left that stadium, a uh, memorial stadium up. Mm. Or was it falling apart? No, because know. they had no parking. Uh, and if you lived on Brooklyn, people would park in your driveway uh, while you're at work, <laughs> and you couldn't park. And here were these guys selling your driveway, oh. and you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> that was one of the reasons why they stopped, because you had to... If you know where Bryant's is, mm -hmm. they had to go from 27th Street to down past Bryant's, parking on Brooklyn and in different wow. side streets. I didn't think about parking. But people yeah. were selling your driveway when you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Let's uh, take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Eat tacos, win prizes. Let me say that again. Eat tacos, win prizes. The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. This is the part of the show called Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, oh, the place I love. Where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City. I have a cup here filled with Kansas City topics. I'm going to have everyone grab a topic and we'll discuss. Bump, do you want to go first? Huh. Bump says, best Italian restaurant in Kansas City. Does everyone have a favorite Italian restaurant? You've got Italian stories, Bump. Well, there, <laughs> <laughs> there, there were some... Get up on that mic and tell some Italian stories, Bump. <laughs> Italian restaurant, uh, I, I think it used to be on like 42nd and Main, I think. I think it was called Villa Capri. That was a, a, a real popular Italian restaurant. See anything interesting? And I used to I used to work there, you know, back when I was a kid, and uh, it was pretty nice. <laughs> that's, that, that's the end of your story? <laughs> and that be at the end. <laughs> Feels like when we're bowling... There's more to that story. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention at the top that you guys are all in a bowling league together. Yeah. We got paid out. You guys won money in your bowling league? It depends on, you know, they have a certain, I guess, a certain certain amount of money they pay every every year. Well, we must have just the made the cut, right? On we were the teams on the and depending on where you're at on the list, you know, is what you get paid. And so they didn't have, well, they told me they were going to have, like, two or three more teams next year. We had a nice little run there. Did, yeah. How many teams did we have? 16 or 10 or something? There was uh, 14 teams. 14, yeah. Nice. So, so that's not real, you know, a real big league because usually the big leagues is like 20, 
28, 30 teams, and that's when they pay out a whole lot of money. Yeah. Now, do you guys have matching bowling shirts in your league? Or? We need to. We we're need gonna, to do we're that. Gonna get Lotus that's our pool. next level. That's we're going to get Lotus level. Pool sponsored bowling shirts next nice. next league. Dave, yeah, what's your bowling team name? Well, Dave, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> our, our bowling team name is Bang Dat Hole with a D-A-T instead of a T-H-A-T. Okay. <laughs> no sexual references. It's just meant to talk about... Where you place the ball into the hole? Oh, okay. Between the the head pin and the side pin. Oh, okay. Or side shape. You're talking bowling your talk. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any. I don't know any of these complicated bowling terms. Yeah, there's no sexual references like no. b- like Bump's Italian restaurant story did. Yeah, no, no innuendo there. Just bang that hole. You know, and every time we get a strike, there's we say bang that hole, and then Chris, we have a special one for Chris. So, Chris, we say crisscross applesauce, right? And then uh, when you get two in a row, it's bang, bang. You get three strikes in a row, it's bang that turkey. Because uh, three strikes in bowling is called a turkey. Not a sexual reference either. No sexual reference or okay. harmful animals, PETA. It's yeah. just bang that turkey. Turkey's represented by three strikes. So you guys are hitting a lot of three strikes, right? Yelling... Bang we, that we've turkey. banged a few turkeys in yeah. our time. I, that is accurate. We have, <laughs> we have banged a few turkeys. Yep. Robert. What is your, your uh, topic that you pulled from the KC Cup? The casinos. The I, casinos. I, I, my goodness. You got a favorite casino? No. No? <laughs> They're all, all bad? They're all bad. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm going to one when I leave here. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you hitting the um, Argosy? We're going to stop at the Argosy because yeah. they gave me a little money. Nice. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> Jeremy, do you have a favorite casino? I would say any one that I walk away a little heavier than I you know, came in. Yeah. I'm not a huge gambler. Uh, I do enjoy Vegas, you know, getting out to Vegas and playing Texas Hold'em, those little poker rooms. So I enjoy that. Is that – do we ever do that here in Kansas City anymore? They, or do they outlaw it? No, no, it's 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 – Still here is just uh, with COVID. It was really big. With COVID, they shut it all that down. So now my understanding is there's only one or two that that do it. I haven't joined back to one in years. But yeah, you know, anytime you make a little money, then it's then you like the casino. Anytime you lose a little money, then well, right. I always win. I uh, (laughs) I'll be at the Venetian next week. Uh, nice. At the craps tables there, so feel free to join me, anybody. Nice. Is that Vegas? Yeah, it's Vegas. Oh, and, you know, oh my, you're talking like big league casinos out of Kansas City. Las Vegas, yeah. yeah. Oh. My wife and I, when I used to go to Vegas and gamble, she used to say, well, how come you get to just gamble money and say how much you're going to gamble without, you know, what, what do I get out of this deal? And, <laughs> and how do I authorize the money? So we came up with this deal where she gets half of my winnings and 100% of my losses. So I can gamble as much as I want, but if I lose $1,000, I have to come home and pay her $1,000. And if I win $1,000... I have to give her 500 of it. So it kind of keeps me in check. Her negotiation <laughs> skills are amazing. Well, I came up I came well, she just complained. I came up I came up with the rule. But it's nice because that way I govern myself and she she wins either way. House always wins. And in this case the house is my wife. <laughs> we went to the Argosy once and didn't you get yelled at for throwing the dice too hard or more kind you were kind of out of control with the dice. I have a style that I like style. to throw my dice. I like to throw them backhanded and up. And if you you're not supposed to go over the wood. Oh. I Yours didn't know that. 
Yours were going. But over. I love to put them up over the wood and then have them hit the back wall with just a slight amount of spin, because that way you get to throw eights, a lot of eights, and that's how I make my money. And that dice throwing style is why he's so good at bowling, and he's just been a natural. I'm not as good as Bumper Jeremy, but I'm I'm working yeah, right. on it. I'm working on it. Uh, Jeremy, what topic uh, did you pull? 18th and Vine. Ooh. 18th and Vine. Yeah. Great topics. What, what what do you think about 18th and Vine? What's uh, I love it. So one of my really good friends uh, actually has a store there. He goes by the popper, Walt Edwin. And uh, he's got a store there called I'm KC, which is his, his clothing line. And uh, I love, he's a, he, he has this accent, and he'll say, uh, you know, come down to 1809 Vine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where his address is there. But, um, uh, no, I love it. Uh, I love the Negro Museum there. I, I took my kids there. I take family members there when they come in town. The Jazz Museum is amazing, and just having that history captured. Uh, there's some good restaurants down there. Matter of fact, when we were looking at the album release party, we were considering 18th and Vine, one of the, the restaurants down there, as a good kind of locale to do that. So that no, I, just, I love all the history there and uh, that we've been able to preserve that. And um, I uh, and also what's really exciting is same area. There's a baseball field right there that they've um, beautiful. By the yeah, beautiful, beautiful field. Yeah. You know, the Royals and, and, and others have invested in that. And I have a friend of my another friend, uh, Chris Evans, who has a, a inner city baseball team called the Kings. And he and he really that program. And I mean, he, he won like Buck O'Neill seed at, at Royal Stadium for all the community service that he's done. He has events where he brings in, you know, the Kansas City police officers with the kids uh, playing baseball, firefighters, all that kind of stuff. But just he's really building really good character in kids and uh, through that that baseball program. So, I mean, 18th and Vine, there's a lot of great things happening there and uh, the history there. And when you think about Kansas City as a whole, definitely you know, a top 10, you know, things to do in Kansas City or place to visit and see. Top five, I would say. I think a lot of people forget that the history of this town, the, the real history of this town is down there. Yeah. Like that was, that was when Kansas City was on the map, was 18th and Vine and what went on down there. You know, the Buck O'Neill seat, I've been asking Dave to get me that Buck O'Neill seat <laughs> for years now for my charity work with podcasts and wayward musicians, but he's, he, he can't seem to get the, <laughs> can't seem to get him in there. Dave keeps telling me, you got to do something with children. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, you got to like, got to actually do something with kids and helping children. And, and that's something that you, you don't really do, right? Well, there's one 16-year-old on, on the label, so I oh, work okay. with one child. Yeah. Well, we can work on life. that. I think you need to maybe have some kids out to your palatial estate and like train them in. Uh, uh, I just got rid of my kids. I don't want oh. to put more kids <laughs> okay. in here. All right. If I nominate you, will you nominate me for the Buck O'Neill seat? Of course, seat? yeah. Okay. For all you do for this town. For tacos. The tacos. Yeah. Tacos are like little children that you eat. They are my children, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, did you ever play at 18th and Vine? Back yeah, we used, to, we used to play every year at uh, for the Juneteenth celebration. It was always a whole lot of bands there every every year. Get right up on that mic. Is that how you used to sing when you're singing live? It all <laughs> depends on the venue. 
Some some places you know you palatial stage you had to kind of lay back. Some places you can turn the volume up without it squealing. You know, and then some places you have to have it down real low and be right up on it. Right. I've been told that my voice projects real strong at a at a low volume. (laughs) 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 So I I try not to make needles. Yeah. You should have had the the show the concert at the Gem Theater. That would have been great. Yeah. The, we were considering the um, the Blue Room, the Blue Room, and, and the Jazz Museum. We're speaking of the children. We went down there uh, with a young lady and watched the children play the jazz. You know, and they had students, and they put on a heck of a show at the foundation. And they told them also what went on there. You know, because like we were talking earlier, that's where we used to go when we got through with the gigs. Clubs closed in Kansas City, one thirty. We would go to the foundation and play till. Six or seven in the morning, but we played at Danny's down there before they ousted him, and uh, they had a couple other places right there across from the Blue Room, you know. And it's it's open now, but I don't know what it's called, you know. But that was where we were playing at last year, year before last, you know. Is the Blue yeah. Room still open late, yeah. or is it still is it just the mutual musicians that's open late? Like you can play all night? No, uh, it's not all night. You can. You, I think they close at one. Deborah Brown. They call her Lady D. She used to play with us. We had a group called Black Rock Advancement, and she was one of those musicians that read sheet music, did it all. She had just got back from England, and she's been down there at the Blue Room. She favored Gladys Knight. She looked like her, but this woman, and I don't know if you heard the name, uh, Olita Adams. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Olita was at the top of the Crown Center, and uh, she was really great. Deborah Brown was downstairs, wear her out. She was just, <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, she was that good. And uh, everybody was pumping Olita, and that was one thing. Well, she was wonderful, but you had to hear Deborah sing and play. She was with the Black Rock for a year, and then she left us and went to England. And we saw her down there last year, and I didn't recognize her. I can't say that, but I didn't recognize her because it's been so long, you know. Right. <laughs> but she's she's a regular down there. If you ever get a chance to see Lady D, you you'll be entertained. Well, it's time to uh, put these tacos to the test. What do you say? Let's do it. What did everybody get, and what's everybody's thoughts so far? Well, I'm feeling pretty good over here. <laughs> I don't know what well was. Did you you got the pastor right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's good. It's good, very good. Did you use some of the Spanish Gardens mild taco sauce? Sponsor of Taco Always the Town. Always do. Always do. The Kansas City classic, the sauce that built Kansas City. I'm just making up all these catchphrases. <laughs> Bump, what did you have? You already finished your taco. Yeah. You had the steak, the, the asada. The steak asada. Good. Yeah, it was delicious with that Tang Garden sauce. <laughs> Anything, anything, <laughs> anything you'd change about it? Do you uh, like the uh, the street tacos? Yes, it's delicious. Okay. Yeah, I remember I, I ate one one time when I was in Tijuana, and that was a nightmare there. <laughs> it wasn't good. Not a good taco. It was. It was on the street corner. They were selling, and they had uh, they had all kind of stuff in it, potatoes. I, I mean, everything in it. And I, that I sounds kind of good. I ate one, and it just turned my stomach up. I just there's on the corner for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't enjoy my whole time in Tijuana. Oh man, <laughs> it, it tore me up. But that sounds like a song. It didn't, it didn't run me away from tacos. So. Okay, good. Jeremy, what did you have? I just had the uh, carnitas. I'm about to work on the pastor. It was good. It was good. 
And of course, I bathed it in uh, the Spanish garden. Spanish mm. gardens. My favorite garden is a Spanish garden. That's another catchphrase I'm working on. <laughs> yep. Chris Lost, what did you have? Carnitas and Pastor. Ultharax went to Pastor is better. Yeah, I just bit into Pastor is better. Let me and try I this. Put the Spanish gardens on the taco. I poured it on my plate because I wanted to have just sort of the pure taco experience, which was excellent. And then I did a little Spanish gardens dip every once in a while, which was a nice little zing, nice little accent. Mm. And we call those weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I mocked. Mine. <laughs> I was mocked for my technique. Um, as you as you've said on the show, you like a lot of dipping sauces on the side. You like sauces on the side. I'm all about the sauces, yeah, the extras. Sour cream, famous for putting sour cream on a taco. I also love that shell because I'd never had a shell like that before. And it's double shell too. These are yeah, yeah. These are very um, mm-hmm. structurally built, and, and they don't nice. fall, nice. they don't fall, fall apart yeah. on yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. It's like getting double bagged at the uh, grocery store. Right. Did you like the pineapple in the, the pastor? I didn't taste any pineapple. You didn't get any? Mm-mm. I just had a big chunk in mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good. It was good. You should That'd try a pastor a bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you said you only like one taco. You usually just go yeah, for one I, taco? I'm actually kind of full right now. That <laughs> 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 one taco filled me up when I drank some water with it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is delicious. Yeah, so Bump had the steak. Do you want another one, Robert? No, I'm good. You're I'm good? good? Has anyone eaten at Jalapeno Tacos KC? Not to be confused with Jalapeno's, another Kansas City uh, mm. restaurant chain. Has anyone eaten here before? My son and I once got a flat tire, and we went to the tire place out in front of it, and we're so hungry, we just went over and had some tacos, and they were excellent. We was just like a surprise to find a place that, that was that good up here up north. It's located right behind, in the strip mall, right behind Inatub Tacos. Has anyone had Inatub mm, Tacos yeah. before? So this is in that mm-hmm. area? Okay. Do you a fan of Inatub, Jeremy? It's a mood taco, so... Very different taco than the very, tacos we're eating right now. <laughs> very different taco. So when I'm in a mood, yeah, absolutely a big fan. This is it's on Prairie View Road, right on the frontage road along the highway up to the airport. What is that highway? <laughs> Uh, that's 2971. 29. 29. You drive by it every time you go to the, the airport, and you're like, hmm, I could go for some tacos before I get on this plane. Yeah, or- in a tub is not the greatest name for a taco joint. But- <laughs> <laughs> they're good. They're I good. thought it was like a plumber or something. <laughs> like if I'm hungover on a Saturday, I'll go to in a tub, and those will soak up all the alcohol. There's the mood. For There's sure. the mood. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy calls it a mood. I call it a, a physical condition. <laughs> if there was a way we could get Bump to be the spokesperson for in a tub tacos... <laughs> Like and you could sell one of his songs to in a tub, or they would they would buy it to be like on if they ever this is, this ran commercials. Like, Girl, where's my taco? <laughs> in a tub. In a tub. James Brown, come back alive. I'm telling you, there Chris it is. is in the background, <laughs> dipping sauce. <laughs> If Inatub only did advertising, they don't. They should. I mean, right there. Kansas City would love that. 
Yeah, you could have a special taco on the, the menu. Taco. The bump, <laughs> the bump taco. It could have cheese like uh, sprinkled <laughs> white yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. 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 Instead of the yeah. typical orange cheese they have mm-hmm. there in its tub. Mm-hmm. Our, so we do a rating system of one to five golden tacos. Five being best. Uh, what would you give the the taco you had at Jalapeno Tacos KC? Bump, we'll start with you. I'd give it a five. Five out of five. Yeah. Anything you? change about it i mean five out of five that's pretty good that's like the perfect taco right there uh, only thing i would change is i would eat when it was a little warmer <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have been sitting here for a while a Cu- couple hours uh, robert what would you say out of five golden tacos i'd have to give them a five it five was pretty tasty. pretty good you'd pretty go tasty. there again i'd go again okay jeremy i'll give the pastor a three and a half and i'll give the uh the carnitas a three a three? Yep. Okay. Anything you change? Are you more of a crunchy taco fan? I think the thing is, I'm a cheese guy. Oh, right. You know, none of these had cheese. Right. No cheese. So I think cheese, to me, kind of takes it another level. And then throw a little sour cream on there, you know. Now you're getting in real trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's, you know, that's probably what I would change. About a little tomato. You like a little tomato? Oh, I love a tomato. Oh, give me some tomato. Now you're talking about love language. <laughs> Chris Lost, what's your final rating? Yeah, I'll give these a four. Straight up four, I think. Good without sauce, good with sauce, delicious. I mean, you can't go wrong when you have Spanish gardens on your tacos, right? You cannot go wrong with the delicious, zesty taste of Spanish gardens on your taco. Print that one, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm right there with you. I'm going to say 3.9 out of out of five golden tacos decent tacos i love the shell and i think they have the pastor was was one of the best did you have the pastor i had the pastor and the carnitas both good yeah Yeah. all right so those are our opinions of these tacos now it's time for us to read some other opinions on jalapeno tacos kc this is the part of the show called good and bad reviews and funny voices bad reviews on talk of the town talk of the town talk of the town all right, Jeremy, you have a bad review there. Uh, who do you have there? I have Dwayne E. What does Dwayne say? Dwayne E. says, Not a place for children. No menu for children. Did not like the setup. Condiments bar very nasty and not maintained. No wait staff. You walk up to the nasty counter to order very slim selection. I walked out with my kids one star that is not true i just went there and to pick up tonight and the condiment bar was nice and clean the front counter was not nasty and it had like toys there for kids to play with so (laughs) this is not a place for children so i don't know what Dwayne was thinking but um yeah it was not nasty the condiment bar was fine so And they seem to have a ton of selection, so I don't know what, where Dwayne went that night. Who do you have there, Robert? You're going to read another bad review. I have a William H. Okay, what's William H. say? I'm pretty sure this is run by the same individuals that used to have a well-known and fantastic taco truck in the area. Either they're sold to this business to someone else or gotten sloppy because I visited this restaurant twice in the last year and walked away very disappointed both times. 
The last time, about a week ago, I ordered a beef burrito and pork belly burrito. The beef in the beef burrito had a dry taste like recycled meat that had been refrigerated for a couple of days and not much flavor at all. The pork belly was one so disgusting that I could only manage to eat about it third of it and toss the rest of it in the trash. I can choke down damn near anything and couldn't finish it. It was that bad. I'll never go back there again. <laughs> How many stars? One star? No stars. Oh, no stars. <laughs> that was great. Well, his first mistake was ordering burritos. I think we all know that, right? I mean, you don't go to Jalapeno Tacos KC and order a burrito. I mean, that was his first mistake. Bump, do you want to read one? This is Jeremy P. This is Jeremy P. Says, this is the only place I will get Mexican food from the Northland. Reminds me of being back in the Bay Area and the taco ladies at the park and getting some Aceda tacos. Definitely come here, people. Can't wait for next hangover. Hangover to get some of their <laughs> menuendo. Five stars. <laughs> So he says that place is a good hangover place. That whole shopping center is just a place to get hangover it's food. Hangover row. <laughs> is it the place with all those lights? They got like a lot of neon yeah, lights. Yeah, and, and they have flags up. They have like a sign right by that tire place, and then they have flags, and they mm. have like a you know that they have a really cool tables in there. Each table has like a original art of like chiefs and the royals mm. and uh, luchador wrestlers. Mm. So it's got a pretty cool inside. Yeah. So jalapeno tacos KC eight one four Northwest Prairie View Road, Kansas City, Missouri, in the Northland, right behind In a Tub. So if you're not feeling In a Tub, be sure to stop into Jalapeno Tacos KC. We'll be right back after this break. Hey everybody, it's Dave here from Taco the Town, and I want to tell you about an album I can't stop listening to. It's the latest release from Lotus Pool Records, and it's called Our Music from the Bump Band, and it features legendary Kansas City funkster Bump Funk. Now I know Bump. I've eaten tacos with Bump in Nashville, Tennessee of all places, and I can 100% guarantee that Bump is a legend. He's a fixture in Kansas City music history, and he needs to be celebrated. You can read all about Bump and his remarkable music in the March 2022 issue of The Pitch, but more importantly, you should listen to Bump's music. The album, Our Music, which you can buy or stream everywhere, was recorded in 1983, shelved for almost 40 years, and finally released in 2022. In its first week of release, it debuted at 30 on the college R&B charts. It's as fresh and funky today as it was 40 years ago. So check it out. Our music by the Bump Band featuring Bump Funk from Lotus Pool Records. This is Bump Funk and you listen to Tacos of Town. Hey son, do you like those tacos? Man, that is so good. Don't lie to me. <laughs> and now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. All right, this is Taco Topics. This is where I get your in-depth, innermost taco feelings. I've got my Taco Topics quiz here. Is everyone ready for these questions? Ready. Let's go. <laughs> Bump looks ready. <laughs> here we go. All right, question number one. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? What does every taco got to have on it to meet your Nice standards? hips. Oh, wait, you said taco? Taste. Yeah. Okay. Taste. 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 Cheese. Sauce. Cheese. 
Big <laughs> game show. Sorry, I'll take these, cheese for ten. Sorry, these didn't have cheese on them. I feel bad. Uh, I'll take cheese for a hundred days. <laughs> question number two: Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Hard. Jeremy's going with hard. Sorry, these weren't hard either, Jeremy. Soft. Bumps going soft. I like the corn. Yeah. Soft, soft corn or hard, either way. Long as the corn. Yeah, what we just had that was good. Uh, yeah. Hot or mild salsa? Mild. Hot. Hot. So you would like uh, the Spanish Garden's hot sauce? Uh, I probably would. Loved it. I got the mild here tonight, but the hot. I can take the heat. Well. There's a super hot, extra hot Spanish Gardens as well. As long as it doesn't have like you know some kind of very bad name of like this is gonna kill you hot sauce. Like you know how they ghost pepper. Yeah, I don't scorpion. need. I don't need yeah. any of that. But I, I do like it hot. Pro cilantro or no cilantro? I gotta go with cilantro. Pro cilantro. Pro cilantro. Pro cilantro. Okay. Don't Which, sound so excited, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> What's you, don't, your, you don't sound too pro cilantro. <laughs> what well, I hardly really know when it's in there. Some, 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 people have, uh, some people have that soap gene, you know, where it tastes like soap. Some people say cilantro tastes like soap, so just got to ask that. Some people say it tastes like weed. Yeah. What are you drinking with your tacos? I drink rum. Rum. All right. Rondell Barolito, straight from Puerto Rico. Raspberry tea. <laughs> Pepsi. Pepsi. Favorite side dish? Chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guac, beans and rice. What are you going with? Beans and rice. Chips and sauce. Chips and queso with meat in the queso. With, with me- oh, so a little... Uh, and cheese. What's that called? Uh, <laughs> queso fundido? Cheese. You're still... Well, queso is cheese. Yes. You got cheese. that. Yeah. Do you have a dream-eating taco destination somewhere in the world that you always wanted to travel to, and you have a taco in your taco fanny pack, and you take that taco out and you eat it, and it's just the most beautiful place you've ever been? Cabo. I've never been there. I want to go and eat a taco with cheese. <laughs> Spring break. Cancun? At a, at a bikini contest. <laughs> 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 Why eating a taco? <laughs> I'm picturing this being like uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Florida, Key West, Florida, Fort yeah, Lauderdale, yeah, yeah. Daytona, Daytona, Panama yeah, City, yeah, Florida, all of them. South Beach, South yeah. Beach, all right, everywhere. I'll eat a taco in Slater, Missouri. Slater, <laughs> <Don't> Missouri. <matter. laughs> Anywhere there's tacos. <laughs> Have you ever had a time in your life when you turned down a taco? Would you ever turn down a taco? Well, I did tonight. Starting out, <laughs> I wasn't hungry, but uh, when you did, you only had when one it, taco. When it showed up, you know, I said, Well, I can't let it go to waste. <laughs> I would turn down the street taco that he had. <laughs> oh, the Tijuana taco. <laughs> right. I don't think I've ever turned down a taco, which explains my physical condition right now. Masculine. <laughs> I would describe it as masculine. <laughs> it's all that cheese you eat. Cheese. Do you have any taco no-nos or, or taco phobia? Something that if it's on a taco, you will not eat that taco. I'm thinking of those Tijuana tacos. Yeah, I don't, I don't like guacamole if they put that on tacos. No guac? No avocado? No uh, guac? No, I probably wouldn't eat it. Okay. I have a, a Spanish friend that gave me a clearest taco sauce. That's the hottest thing I ever had in my life. I would never eat it again. 
Never put it on there. Yeah, it's clear. It was terrible. Ooh, it was clear. <laughs> it was clear. Like Pepsi clear. Yeah. Remember Pepsi clear? <laughs> no, it was, it was clear. It was it was the tears from somebody dying of it. <laughs> oh, man, whatever. It was terrible, man. <laughs> it's got to be like the oil, the pepper oil, or Ooh, something yeah. that would be clear. And they were eating it, but I I couldn't do it. It's I, hot. I tasted it and shh. Yeah, I, would, I would go with what Robert said. Just uh, hot sauce, like that's too, too hot. hot. You know. Where it ruins your day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is the speed round. These are yay or nay answers. Just say yay or nay on these. Yay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Taco pizza. Yay. Yay. Taco salad. Yay. yay. Taco burgers. Yay. yay. Taco dogs. Yeah. No. Yeah. Dogs dressed up like tacos. No. Hell no. <laughs> I think you're the first people that have ever said no to that one. Uh, breakfast tacos. Yay. Yay. Walking tacos. No. 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 Breakfast tacos. Yay. yay. Taco soup. No. no. Double-decker tacos. Yay. No, no. Taquitos. Yay. No. Miniature tiny tacos. Yay. No. Choco tacos. Yay. No. Naked chicken chalupas. Yay. No. Naked? Ever had one? Yay. No, I've heard of we'll naked go yay. chicken or a naked something. It's just like grilled. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It doesn't have anything on it. Taco Bell nacho fries with nacho Yay. cheese. Yeah. No. Keyword cheese. And uh, Taco Bell all day or no way? All day. All day. No way. All right. So, Robert, not a fan of the Taco Bell? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I love the original. The original stuff. Bump, what's your go-to Taco Bell order? Mexican pizza. It's back. Mexican pizza. <laughs> it is back. Okay, this is a big one. I want to hear something, something good here. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car on your way to get tacos? Something that gets you really fired up to eat tacos. We are the Bump Band. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming to your taco. <laughs> Everybody get red tank. We're gonna eat gonna you eat down. <laughs> I think I'm gonna say Snooky's vibe. That's a good one. Yeah. This is the part of the show called Random Taco Question of the Week. I want each of you to throw me out a number and I will read you a random taco question. Bump, throw me out a number between one and ninety-five. Forty-three. Forty-three. This is a f- fun one. Who has the best nachos in Kansas City? What restaurant has the best nachos in Kansas City? I don't know. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever get nachos at, at any restaurants? Here, oh, it. just just the Taco Bell. That's the only okay. place. Okay, twenty-three. Yeah, there's the one. Twenty-three. What's the furthest you've ever traveled to eat tacos? Seven miles. <laughs> oh, just seven miles. Okay. Very matter of fact. <laughs> well, unless I'm out of town. If I'm out of town, I, you know, and I got a taco crave, I'll drive all over the place until I can find one. Is, is there an alley, a bowling alley in this town that has good Mexican food? Tacos, nachos. Was it Sterling? Did, didn't they have some? Sterling had good food, yeah. Uh, How many bowling alleys do you guys go to? We, we like to sample. <laughs> We've been to a few. <laughs> Did they have tacos? We they tour. We North tour. Kansas City. <laughs> North Kansas City used to have some, I think, before they closed. Yeah, North Kansas City was my favorite. Album. That was a big one. Yeah, they my favorite down. nachos are AMC Ooh. with jalapenos. Okay. Watching a good flick. Robert, throw me at a number. 24. <laughs> Robert, have you ever gotten into a fight with someone over food? Yes, I actually did. Okay. Let's hear it. Got to hear this. Okay, I was a cook in in the army and my sergeant i don't know what was going on he got a little drunk and while i'm flipping these hot dogs no (laughs) (laughs) omelet 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 
I'm making the omelet, and the guy slaps me in the jaw because he said I was cooking too slow. <laughs> wow. So I knocked him out. <laughs> knocked him out. I, that was it. <laughs> of course, he was four feet tall. <laughs> Is that called Sunny Side Up? Oh, <laughs> is his name Sunny? <laughs> Chungo, but he was drunk. He was drunk. He got mad. True story. Jeremy, throw me out a number between one and ninety-six. <laughs> Let me go with ninety-six. Oh, the very last one. All right, here we go. Is there a song that you are embarrassed is on your iPod or listening device? Do you have a song that's on your iPod or, or music list that I you... have a song that others would probably be embarrassed about, but I'm not embarrassed. Okay. What is Which it? one is it? I don't know. Probably like half of the playlist. I guess the, the one thing I would say is having young kids and having a song that's got cuss words in it accidentally play. You know, I, I would say that'd probably be the only one I'd, you know, be embarrassed about and like try and change it immediately. Like what would be an uh, example of a song that you wouldn't want your children listening to? Uh, Adrenaline Rush by Twista. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a no-go. <laughs> but with them not in the car... Oh, that's a must-go, man. That's like... <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say we've reached the end of the program tonight. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. This was awesome, Dave. I, I want to know what's what's next for Bump Band. I mean, you guys said you're going to possibly maybe do some performances down the road sometime. Besides your guys' album that's coming out, what what else is coming up? We handle all the bookings. Bump doesn't know. He's, he's <laughs> Bump's just the talent. You know? <laughs> he puts the diaper on. We tell him what <laughs> Put the diaper on. He puts the diaper on, bangs the turkeys. We just lead him in the direction. <laughs> so we're working on a replay lounge show out back. We want to do something out, like an afternoon show out back the replay just trying to get in Lawrence in. right in Lawrence, Lawrence Kansas, Kansas yeah. where can people buy the album Is it, it's on lotuspool.com it can you know one thing about the album is we put it out to the distributor physical copies of it on CD no less uh, uh, a medium that people can't seem to play anymore <laughs> and we sold out within the first uh, month of That's it great. being out there so it's doing real well it's on all the streamers and you can probably get a copy from Bump maybe unless he's sold out At once I have left us to uh, give to the the players that, that uh, passed away, their their families. Oh, right on. I did want to say I wanted to thank you both for letting us put out that record. We thank you. Yeah, it we was, want to thank you for uh, putting it out for us. Well, it was an honor to be able to do it. And, Jeremy, thanks for bringing it over. I think you knew I would want to put it out the second <laughs> you found it. But, yeah, it is just a very special record. And it is um, the best funk album out of Kansas City ever, right? If I think mm -hmm. about all the artists that have played here, it's just was such a incredible treasure to, to find and be able to put out. So thank you to you and all the living members and we in honor of all that. the members really, that have passed. Really. I really appreciate that opportunity. Can we do a quick roll call just of all the members of the band that, that have passed? We have the uh, gently flowing uh, Herman, Herman Lacey. He's passed away, the drummer of the group, and, and uh, Wanda Bird. She's on all the songs, and, and uh, she's passed. And Terry Grimmett, the saxophone player, he's passed, and, and I really miss all of them, you know. Really? I mean, everybody was, everybody in the whole group was super talented, you know, and, and it made us have the sound that we have on our, on our album, you know, and can't hear that sound anywhere. It's a, it's a whole different sound from any records I've ever heard, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I never heard a group sound like 
like our album, the Bump Band, our music album. I yeah. love that each song is its own style. Mm-hmm. It's not the entire album isn't one style. Each mm-hmm. song has it, its own distinct style, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I, mm-hmm. I just love that it's so diverse that way. It's just mm-hmm. a mix of everybody coming up with their own songs and yeah. bringing it all together. Mm-hmm into a collage and yeah it's just one of a kind and you know me being a little boy sitting on the steps uh in the basement playing band practice <laughs> i just used to be mesmerized and mm-hmm. and snooki as a guitar player i mean i've never heard anything better i mean yeah. snooki was i mean he would just have you lost in the melodies mm-hmm. and uh and he he's in in uh, on the east coast um, in uh, richmond Virginia. yeah in richmond so he, he he's around with us as well so yeah. but yeah just incredible music and big thanks chris man for making this dream come true for for the uh for the band really yeah. appreciate it oh, yeah. oh i appreciate that no i appreciate being able to put it out i envy you being able to see that band i would have loved to have seen them oh all man it was, it was i would just go downstairs it was probably way past my bedtime <laughs> i would sneak down there and just <laughs> sit on the steps and and uh i would literally just sit on the steps for as long as they practice just just soaking it in <laughs> and i didn't even know he was doing it either because yeah. i was so involved in <laughs> trying to get all the the sound, you know, everything uh, working right, you know. My, my only it. regret is he ne- um, he tried to teach me all the instruments, and we got to drums, and I was just like, I didn't want to listen to anything my dad was trying to tell me. And, and as <laughs> as a grown man, I'm like, man, I wish I'd just listened to my dad <laughs> and, uh, you know, let him teach me. I didn't want to, you know, learn any of that stuff. My son was the same way. Yeah. He would come, and we would practice, and he would sit there, and when I'd come home, he'd be in the basement playing something, you know, because I had a basement full of drums, guitars, pianos. But when I hit the door, he'd stop. And this man could sing. This, this young man could sing. I don't know why. He, I couldn't get him to do it yeah. when I was there, you know, but he could sing. You know, it was amazing. Yeah, my kids are the same way. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to play in front of me, and they don't want to listen to my band, so... <laughs> At least he snuck down to listen to you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. And I hope uh, if you ever, you know, if you ever run into some more good tasty tacos, definitely let me know. All right. Maybe we could do a show at a taco place. Well, they used to do tacos own tacos at the replay. Oh yeah. So maybe we can get, get some that tacos. Going. If I if wore a like a kind of like a space age diaper taco suit, <laughs> could I come up on stage and do a song with you? There it is. I could be a backup dancer. (laughs) It would be shaped like a taco. I I would love to see this suit. (laughs) Oh my god! That sounds like good entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little taco breakdown in the middle of the song. What song should we uh, end the show with? What do you think we should go with? I'd say like our music. You like our music? Our music. That's easy listening. That's a good one. Yeah, we can end the show with our music. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town. KC, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean, and give us a five-star review. Thanks to super engineer Matt Allen and everyone back at the Taco the Town corporate office, and thanks to everyone here at the Palatial Lotus Pool Records Estate for having us out tonight, and thanks for everyone from the Bump Band for being here on the show. Our music that you've heard on the show is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. We're going to end the show with our music off of the Bump Band album, and be safe out there, everybody, and remember to keep supporting your local neighborhood Taco shops and until next time go eat some tacos
Lotus Pod.